Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Post Game Show. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Uh, let's just get right into this. I mean, could you ask for a more gritty performance? How gritty were they tonight? Grit, grit, grit. That's all we got out of this team. Uh, yeah, I have a feeling people are going to want to talk more about the mascot than an actual preseason game, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, just to lead it off, I love the mascot. I think it takes a ton of intestinal fortitude to say, you know what? Yeah, we're going to make our mascot a meth head. And the Flyers just went with it. I mean, the thing is an abomination. It is hideous. Uh, apparently, it can't skate or it's it doesn't, you know, whatever its shoes or whatever it's wearing on the ice aren't good enough. Fell down like three times at one intermission. I love this thing. It's so freaking ugly and so ridiculous. I, can't, I couldn't ask for a better mascot. Uh, let's just get into it with the game. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a preseason game. Uh, Andrew McDonald, first game back, not particularly inspiring, uh, performance out of the alternate captain McDonald. Um, you know, Brian Elliott looks like a guy who's still getting into the swing of things. Definitely not sharp, especially early. I thought he looked better late, but I thought they just did a better job of keeping, uh, keeping Boston to the outside late more than anything, uh, later in the game. Um, man, Flyers might have an issue in goalie. It's, I tweeted out during the game, I'd be interested to hear an argument that Carter Hart isn't their best goalie because right now he absolutely looks like it. Um, Myers with a turnover that led directly to a goal tonight. Uh, I hate that one mistake like that, uh, is, is going to, um, is, is going to impact his chances of making the team. But with Andrew McDonald back now, I really believe that that was uh, that could have been. I believe in the morning we might be getting a uh, might be getting an update. You know, Phil Myers sent back to Lehigh Valley. Beyond that, not a ton. Uh, I thought Gostas Bear and Provorov continued to look especially good. Claude Giroux and uh, Travis Konechny looked great late. Hey, how about? Dale Weiss with that shorthanded goal from Michael Roffle. Dale Weiss looking like he can just snipe it. Jeez. <laughs> Did not see that coming. Dutch Gretzky for real. Um, China, uh, Vorobiev continues to look like he belongs, huh? Um, I, I, I like that kid. I think he's – there's nothing they could say um, that would justify Vorobiev not making this team at this point. He just looks like an NHL player. He looks like he belongs. He can skate. He can make decisions. He can pitch in in all three zones. Um, and they continue to play him like he's going to be here. They continue to put him with, with NHL locks. They can they continue to play him a little in Sean Couturier's spot. They put him with really real – they put him with top six wingers. So I got to believe he's got the inside track on that 3C job right now. And – uh We've been saying all along on BSH Radio, anything that isn't Valtteri Filppula is an upgrade, but this could be an actual upgrade if you put Vorobiev between what looks like it might be Lindblom and, uh, and Simmons on that third line. So um, top nine, looking like it's going to come into shape. Of course, that first, uh, first D pair looks good. The fourth line, I just feel like we're going to be disappointed in the outcome on opening night. Uh, it might get to where we like it, but it's going to – just feel like it's going to take some time um, because I did like Dale Weiss's game overall tonight. I thought I saw him mix it up a couple of times. Uh, I thought he had some good chances uh, playing in that spot in front of the net. Um, I, as far as Dale Weiss goes, I thought he played a very good game. Now, of course, low bar, um, but God damn, of course he has to go and play a good game when we're looking for other guys to really step up. All right, no, that's those are really my only thoughts from the game. Let's just get to what uh, let's just get to what you guys think. Uh, so how about that Amac Foline pair? Yikes! Yeah, 
If I mean Amax, it's his first game back, and we know what he is. He's he's a he's an average third pair defender, and if he was used that way, I really wouldn't have a problem with him, other than that stupid ass contract he's got. But now that that's starting to wind down, it's really just a matter of usage. Uh, Christian Folin hasn't shown me a damn thing um, that makes me think he deserves any playing time whatsoever. Uh, I didn't love the performance out of a couple of guys tonight. I mean, Robert Haig didn't look good. Andrew McDonald, of course, didn't look very good in his return to action. Myers had that turnover, but he also did some good things, and that's what that's what Phil Myers is. I really – he's a, he's a high-risk, high-reward player, and he can look like a star and he can look like, a, oh, Jesus, is he going to make the team kind of player in the, at the same time. But Foleen just looks like a nothing player. He just looks like a – a guy who knows uh, like where the arena is. I, I don't know. I don't. What's up, Bill? Vorobiev is the real deal. Fat. Uh, I, I agree, man. I, I was penciling him, him into that 4C spot. I really thought Jordan Wheel had the inside track last week. But the more I watch Vorobiev, the more I think he brings you more in all three zones. Um, I still wonder if they'd be willing to use a quote-unquote skill guy like uh, like Wheel as the 4C, or if we're going to get stuck with, with a Yuri Laterra in that spot, if if Vorobiev wins the 3C job. But as long as the top nine are the nine best players, I guess I can't really get too upset. The lineup should be optimized every night, absolutely. Have your 18 best skaters and your two best goalies on the, on the roster every single night, 100% agree. But it's a matter of degrees, and if the fourth line is my only issue with the forwards, then I guess I can live with that. I'm gonna have a much bigger way with. I'm gonna have a much bigger problem with the way this defense is deployed. I can tell that already because after that first pair with with the Sanheim issue now, and I said, you know, I, I really think Myers' turnover sent himself down to the AHL tonight. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an interesting start to the season, no doubt. How come no BSH radio tonight? Uh, well, Charlie had to cover the game, and they played on Monday last week, and we didn't move the show, so uh, he didn't get to be on it. And he really didn't want to miss two shows in a row, so I talked to Wildfire Radio, and they had an open spot on Wednesday night, so we're going to record on Wednesday, and that's why you get me here tonight instead of a uh, instead of a full show. We will have a full BSH uh, full episode of BSH radio. Wednesday at 9.15 or 9.30. I don't remember which one we actually decided on, but around then, and then we'll have, you know, it'll be a full, it'll be a full show uh, like we typically do on Mondays. Brian Elliott is hot, cart is hot garbage. Just let Carter Hart play. Um, yeah, <laughs> he did not look good tonight, and he has not looked good since coming back from injury last year. I thought before the injury, he played better than his numbers last season, and it was just a couple of bad games like that Nashville game where they just went upstairs on him and he just went down early every single time, and they, I think they got him for six in that one. Um, but overall, I thought he outplayed his numbers before the injury last year, but, man, you just have to wonder how much the guy left, has left in the tank at, at 33 now and coming off the abdominal surgery and just never really being great to begin with. Um, I would love to see them just say, you know what, Carter Hart is the best goalie. Uh, he has been thus far. Um, they're going to want to go with a veteran because, I mean, you know, Stolarz hasn't looked too bad either. But what did he play, like four total games last year? And he, he's got, what, a handful of uh, NHL, handful of games of NHL experience. I just can't see them going without a veteran. And the Neuvert injury, I mean, what are you going to do there? Um, big surprise, Neuvert's out. They have some decisions to make in net. They really, really do. Because it's going to be a tough sell to tell anybody, no, actually, Carter Hart isn't our best goalie. Like, that's, oh, yeah, well, not from what I've seen. Is the mascot really Hart and down? He was moving like it. Hart comes up during trade deadline. Hey, man, I would love to see Hart at any point this season. I want to see Carter Hart. Um, I'm just not optimistic. McDonald was terrible. He was. McDonald is what he is at this point. This is his first game back from injury. I'm not all that concerned, you know, about uh, about preseason results. And he made a couple of bad plays tonight. He's usually not – like, my issues with Andrew McDonald typically aren't his uh, – aren't a ton of turnovers or things because he's usually 
pretty self-aware and that he just makes a six foot pass to his partner and lets his partner, you know, do everything. Um, my biggest issue with Andrew McDonald at this point is going to be, is going to be his, uh, his deployment. If he's used as anything other than a third pair defenseman, it's a mistake because that's what he truly is. Um, we'll see how, how the D pairs and everything start out, uh, shake out to start the season, but it looks like the second and third pair are going to be in flux until someone really wins the job. And I can't say anyone has, has done that to this point in camp. So it's kind of just going to be an ongoing uh, competition into the season, which I don't know. I can, I, I, I have some high hopes for this season and I do believe that they are going to be a hundred point team and they are going to win a playoff series. However, if this defense and this goalie thing don't fix themselves, um, if there isn't a clear, this is our plan um, by, you know, mid to late October, they're going to be giving away points. Uh, and I really hate to see that for a team that I do think is going to put some, put some things together in the second half and really get going and has such potential with its, with its forward core. Um, it's, oh, damn it, I dropped my fidget spinner and it's way too far away to reach. Um, so now I'm just going to not be able to sit still for the rest of the show. Where the hell was I? Yeah, it's going to – I really think these the defense and the goalie, it's, it's going to be an ongoing thing into the season until somebody really steps up. So we'll just have to keep an eye on that, you know, beyond beyond the uh, preseason. Myers is going to be cut for doing less worse than AMAC. Andrew McDonald is, is – is, I know we don't like it, but he's here. It's It was never going to be about Andrew McDonald. It was – that's not who it was going to come down to. Charlie is getting my hopes up by saying Laterra and Weiss may get cut. My thing is they have some guys um, who aren't waivers exempt. I think, like, my feeling is that you should waive both Laterra and Weiss just to see if somebody takes them and get those contracts off the books, especially Weiss, who has another year after this year on his contract. Um, and if they don't, you can always return them. Uh, I, I just think that would be good roster management. Um, even if you're going to bring them back up and use them as extras or one of them is going to – I don't think either are going to factor into the lineup a ton, but that's not to say they're not going to be in the lineup early. Um, at the end of the year, if they both have 30 or fewer games played, I won't be surprised at all, but 15 of them might be in the first part of the season, you know. Um, but in terms of roster construction, I think it would just be dumb to uh, – to not see if somebody would just take those guys off your hands and open up roster spots for honestly youngsters who deserve them. I mean, Nicholas Albe Kubel, Kubel, Kubel. Now I have to learn his name because Jim Jackson's pronouncing it properly. Um, Nicholas Albe Kubel. I can't say he's done much to, Oh yeah, he's an NHLer, but I don't know. His ceiling's higher than those guys just because he's an unknown. He could probably give you exactly what they give you or more right now, and maybe he could turn out to actually be a useful bottom six player at some point, which those two uh, thus far in their Flyers career have proven not to be. Mikhail makes it. I Yeah, I agree, Ray. I just don't see how – the way I keep saying I don't see how you can make an argument for Carter Hart not, to say, oh, yeah, he's not our best goalie. Like, he is, but, uh, you know – He's 20 and all that stuff. I get it. They have two NHL goalies, quote unquote, under contract, even though one's constantly hurt. So he's more of a, an idea than a, than a tangible player. Um, but I don't see a way they can send Mikhail Vorobiev down. He's just been too effective. I agree with you. Kids will love the mascot. More important thing to worry about, like goaltending and coaching. Yeah, that's the other thing is people who, like, hate the mascot, it's just ignore it. Like, how does it affect the way you're watching the game? I will never understand how you can hate a mascot. You can choose to ignore it, um, but it doesn't affect you at all. And especially people who don't go to the games, you'll never have to see it. It's just a thing that's going to show up at pep rallies and lead cheers and shit. Like, it doesn't matter at all. Just get behind it because it's hilarious. The thing looks like it's on meth. It's funny. Please tell me Corbin Knight won't be 4C. I wish I could make that promise to you, but think about it. He went to North Dakota. He's been a good penalty killer. 
what do these things remind you of? Um, if Knight makes this team, I'm not going to – got to watch the guy fail before I hate him. I don't have a problem with Corbin Knight beyond the fact that it's a little bit of a stretch to me to say a 28-year-old who's played 29 career NHL games um, is going to be all that effective, uh, you know, driving play, killing penalties, being a, being a role player. I'd just rather have a guy who might put the puck in the net now and then. I, I don't know. I just feel like Corbin Knight's a lateral move. But, again, I have how many times have I seen Corbin Knight play? He's done some impressive things in the preseason. And if they tell me he earned it, I guess I'll, I'll withhold judgment until I really see him in the regular season. There are just guys I'd prefer in that role over him. But, hey, if, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe he's a decent enough, you know, bottom six forward. All in on Vorobiev. I, I, I'm t he looks like something, man. It's going to be really hard to keep Vorobiev off the roster. I think he's basically made himself a lock. Thoughts on Gritty? I love him. I've already I, – I love Gritty. He's so ridiculous. Elliot looks like he's still hurt. Hextall said he wasn't, but he was slow and awkward out there. Yeah, that's the thing is he doesn't – last year when he came back from the injury, it was pretty clear he wasn't 100%. And I can't say he looks that much better now. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do in that. It's it's a mystery. Maybe they bring in somebody else. Maybe they make a trade. They have all these guys who uh, – you know, all these bubble players that we don't know really what they're going to do with at this point. I, I don't know how <laughs> – I don't know what they're going to do in that. It's – and, geez, scheduled tweet, as I would say. Could Myers compete for Hague's spot since we have to have AMAC? Yeah, I think that's one. I think that's one of the guys. Kind of, um, I think. I don't think Hague is. I think he's a roster lock. Like I don't think he's getting sent back to the AHL. But I think there is some competition for playing time amongst a lot of those guys. I think it's going to be a real fight for playing time among really anybody who isn't named Proverov or Gostas Bear. I think the defense is going to be in flux for a lot of the beginning of the season. And um, it's going to go beyond the preseason. That's I, I, I do think Myers will be in the mix, even if he doesn't make the team out of camp. I think he'll still very much be in the mix. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with their bottom 4D. Elliot looks like a guy who isn't close to being 100%, whether it's rust or injury or whatever. The thought of him being in goal against Vegas, Colorado, and San Jose is scary. That's true. You're talking about teams with speed. You're talking about teams with good skill, guys with uh, teams with great, freaking great scoring ability, uh, you know, really, really high-end talent at the top of their roster. Um, this isn't Montreal and Ottawa to start the year, you know. They're, this is there's some good top sixes. These are some good star players they're going to be up against, guys who can move the puck, cross the ice, get the goalie moving, really, really expose uh, a, a goalie who who's – clearly hampered by something, whether it be age or, you know, effects from the injury, hasn't shaken the rust off, whatever it is. If Brian Elliott's the opening night starter, um, he's going to have to get a lot better uh, real quick. Could we see a Raffle Knight Lawton fourth line? There would be worse, um, you know, there could be worse combinations. Um, if Raffle and Lawton make up the fourth line, I don't really see how I don't really see any of the center possibilities being that awful. Um, granted, I know that includes Laterra. Listen, I don't want Laterra in this lineup. I would rather so many things happen than Yuri Laterra, um, you know, dressing in any games. But if he is the 4C, but Raffle and Lawton are his wingers, it could be a lot worse, I guess. You know. Bill, how would you set the lineups? I mean, I would have the top two lines as, as we see them. Uh, Drew, Katorier, Konechny, and then uh, JVR, Patrick, um, Voracek. And then my my third line right now, as much as I want to see Wheel on it, I think Vorobiev just beat him out for the spot. And I would go I would go Limblom, uh, Vorobiev, Simmons. 
and then I would go uh, Lawton, Wheel, yeah, Wheel centering Lawton, and uh, Raffle as the four. And then my D, Myers would be on my team, but I don't see it shaking out that way. Uh, my defense would probably be, yeah, Provorov, Gostaspare have to stay together, then Sandheim, Dudas, and then uh, McDonald, Myers, probably my third pair, and let McDonald and Haig fight for uh, fight for playing time, really. That's the, all three of those guys would be fighting for playing time, McDonald, Haig, and Myers. Me, personally, I want Myers because I want the most skilled guys in the lineup. Um, and Hagen McDonald are basically the same player. Uh, so, you know, go with the leader at that point. Uh, I'll take it. If the locker room really believes Andrew McDonald is one of these leaders, I have to believe them because I'm not in the locker room and they are. If he is important to the chemistry and he's important for the young guys to lean on, okay. But use him as a third pairing and, you know, put him with a skilled guy. Him and Hague as a third pair is – that's just – you're asking to get pinned into your own zone. Neither of them are making a first pass. Was disappointed Hart didn't get a look halfway through the game after the poor start. Does he get a chance to start versus the Rangers? I would think so. I mean, they only have so many goalies left. Um, I mean, who are their healthy goalies now? Elliot, I mean, they're saying he's healthy. He's playing. Um you know, Elliot Stolarz and, and Hart, and that's the difference. If I'm the coach and I'm seeing Carter Hart is giving me the best chance to win games because he stops the puck the best, and that's what the job of the goalie is, to stop the freaking puck, like I am putting him out there and kind of – because the GM is going to have a say in this too, you know. I am kind of showing the GM, you said it was about taking a step forward and winning games this year. This is the guy who's going to help us do it. Elliot looked bad, but plays like that Myers turnover don't help. Absolutely. Uh, no, I, I'm not putting it all on Elliot, and that one isn't the one I would really blame on Elliot there. Um, the one where it hit him and went in, I don't care if there was a screen or not. That's a briz goal. That's a you, – you need to – it hit you, man. You need to not let it in the net. I just, I just haven't loved what I've seen out of Elliot. It's not just the goals he's letting in. He just doesn't look – He's a goalie who depends on his athleticism and, um, you know, making those, making those second saves, making those highlight saves because he's maybe not the most technically sound goalie. And he doesn't right now appear fast enough to make those types of saves. They're going to sign another goalie. Sadly, it's definitely possible. Flyers turned it on in the third. If they can start games that way, then this will be a fun team to watch. Yeah, um, I'm not all that concerned about – I know they have the history of the slow starts. I'm just not all that concerned about a game, a preseason game where they came out. I mean, you want to see them come out hard, and it's a lot of guys getting their dress rehearsal at home for the season. The season's getting closer. I'm just not concerned about preseason results. And, yeah, the, you know, the other team comes out hard tonight because it's a bunch of dudes fighting to make the team. And the Flyers don't because it's mostly all locks. So I'm, I'm not – that didn't concern me. But the overall trend of starting slow, they need to reverse. This late start by the team seems to be a hack stall issue. How can they get them playing from start to finish? Um, I mean, it was a, it was an issue before hack stall, so I can't put it all on him. Um, it's on the players. It's on the players to just come out and do their jobs right away. That said, games are – there are – nobody dominates for 60 minutes. That's not the way hockey's played. It's, it's just too much of a roller coaster. If As long as you carry play for a majority of the game, uh, you can't have lapses where you give up breakaways and shit. Like, that's more concerning to me. The fact that they give up multiple stretch passes and allow shorthanded, you know, chances, stuff like that, more concerning to me because those are the things that when you are outplaying the other team, that's how they steal points. That's how they force overtime. That's how they get that second point. Shit like that. Like, that's how you keep – allowing plays like that is what keeps you from winning a division. Like, when you see 14 loser points, that's also 14 opportunities you had to win. 
Like, yeah, you got the one point, that's cool, but two would have been a lot better, and you might have been able to have two, say, in, I don't know, ten of those games if you're not giving up shorthanded goals and you're not allowing things like that to transpire. So the slow starts are an issue, but to me it's just like any other down point of the game. No one dominates for 60 minutes. It's about carrying play, and if you do that but give up those splash plays, um, I think those hurt you more more than uh, you know, starting slow, personally. Hart wasn't even dressed tonight. Okay. Has Hart played a full preseason game? I think this was the first time any Flyers goalie played a, played a full game tonight. I think they need to get Elliott as much work as they can because he's going to start the first three games. I mean, he definitely, if if you're going in with the idea that Elliott is the number one guy, which I assume he is, and you're going in with the idea that we're going to ride him until Neuvert gets back, um, yeah, they need him to work all the kinks out as quickly as possible because there are quite a few. And I don't disagree with that strategy. I just see... Looking at what's transpired, if I'm judging goalies on their performance, there's one guy who stood out, and his name is Carter Hart. There is no God now, only Gritty. There is no Dana, only Gritty. Praise be Gritty. I love this. Haxtell doesn't seem to be able to get a full 60 minutes out of the team. Thoughts? No one dominates for 60 minutes. If they sold the Gertie masks for Halloween, they'd sell a ton. Oh, my God. I would wear it to every game with my orange tuxedo. Knight is better than Laterra? Yeah, obviously. Everyone's better. Everyone's better than Laterra. He was the most uh, – someone – I forget who tweeted it, but I, I, I retweeted it the other day. And it was, um, like, how much money guys get paid per point in order to show the most overpaid players in the league. He was, I think it was 96000 more than the second highest guy. He was almost $100,000. He made almost $100,000 per point more than the next most overpaid guy. Like, Latera was one of the least effective players in all of hockey last year, if not the least effective player. Um, if he gets more than 30 games this year, it was, uh, it's time as... It's time to take the fire Hackstall stuff seriously because I, I don't want him as the coach. I've said that over and over, but uh, it's, I don't think the coach matters all that much. But at a certain point, you have to recognize he's got a real blind spot, and um, it, it hurts the team. Would you rather watch Gritty or Dance and Shawnee? Uh, I, I, no offense to Dance and Shawnee, but Gritty all the way. Do you agree that we solidified his roster spot with his goal tonight? I think it helped. Um, but overall performances, I think there's got, there are guys who've been better. Uh, I would, again, even if you bring him back up, I would place him on waivers at the end of camp just to see if, just to see if someone took him off your hands because he's got another year left on his deal. Uh, Latera is going to walk at the end of this year. Yes, it's $4.7 million, but – they're ten million under the cap, and they're not adding, you know, a ten million dollar player anytime soon. Um, he's gone. It's not that big a deal that he's here, especially if he's just in the press box. Dale Weiss has another year. It's only two point three five million. Of having a, a a toy that you want to take out of uh, out of Dave Haxtell's, uh, you know, toy box. So I would waive him, even if it's just to bring him up later, just to see if somebody it would take him. Gritty will be in goal by Christmas. I guarantee you it'd be better than Peter Morozik. Have you ever seen Amac make so many mistakes? He looked utterly terrible out there tonight. He did. That's the Amac generally doesn't get positive results, but I can't say he makes that many mistakes. I just don't think he's very effective. He made a lot of mistakes tonight, and I think it's more shaking off the rust than anything. He is way ahead of schedule. He was supposed to miss a bunch of regular season games, and here he is in the preseason. Um, I'm not defending Andrew McDonald. I, I don't want him out there any more than you do, beyond the fact that if it's him or Haig, what's the difference? I, I will 
concede that maybe his leadership is worth something to the team because they say it is. And if they say it is, that means it's true. You know, if the players believe it, it's true, whether the results dictate it or not, you know. Who would you rather have at four C than Knight? Jordan Wheel, personally. I would really like to see a, uh, a Lawton, Wheel, and uh, Raffle in the fourth line. That said, Corbin Knight, maybe he's good. You know, maybe he can really help on the penalty kill, things like that. Um, if that's the case, cool. Bill, is it true that every time the Flyers lose, Gritty demands a child sacrifice to please his wrath? I've heard it's two children. Uh, he needs two children because, you know, he's a hungry guy. This team got whooped by an AHL team until about 15 minutes left in the third, obviously preseason, but seems to be this team's identity under hack. I, I just think it's a preseason game. I, I don't think the coach matters that much because they started slow under Barubi. They started slow under LaViolette. Like, it's just this team. Um, I, I'm not all that concerned with a bunch of roster locks not playing all that hard in a preseason game. Uh, with these glassware goalies, Carter Hart uh, has got a shot in an early call-up. He certainly does. I mean, when you look at what they have, Neuvert's already hurt. Lyon is already hurt. Stolar is coming off a bunch of injuries. Elliot coming off an injury, old. Carter Hart might get a shot before Christmas just because they don't have anybody else. I would. It's going to be real interesting to see who the hell's in net for the Phantoms at some points this year. What would it cost the Flyers to get the rights to have Jack the Pumpkin King as a mascot from Disney? He's orange or black and kid-friendly and super cool. I have no idea what that is. Oh, is that the dude from... Yeah, I don't know. Is that the dude from Nightmare Before Christmas? Okay. I, 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 Gritty's fine, man. He's nice and weird. I love it. Yeah, Mason is out there. Um, I really just don't think Mason fits this team. I don't think, I don't think the boys really took too well to Mason. I'll put it that way. They could grab a goalie off waivers. I'd expect guys like Calvin Picard, Michael Hutchinson, or Curtis McElhenney to be available. I guess that's a possibility. And if you want – I guess if you're just going to send Stoley and uh, and Hart down, and remember Stolarz isn't waivers exempt either. So he's going to have to clear waivers to be sent down. Um, it'll be an interesting scenario there if Lyon and uh, – I mean, if Lyon and Neuvert are both hurt to start the season, Stolarz, I guess, starts out as your backup. This is going to be, you know, surprise Stolarz didn't start the third. Shodu Hack plans on starting in Vegas regardless of preseason. I mean, Elliott is the number one goalie. That's what he's here to do. Uh, and if they are just trying to get him his work, shake off the rust, get him into get him into some semblance of, you know, his regular season form, that's that's fine. I'm just worried that this is the new normal for him. Craig Anderson, who has injury concerns of his own, they could trade for a guy like Craig Anderson. Um, yeah. Given that Elliott is likely to start every game until Lyon or Neuvert gets back, he needs to play a bunch of minutes now. Yes, except for... Uh, I agree he needs work. He needs to get ready to go. He needs to get into game shape. But if we're going to lean on him that hard, man, it's not like he's not going to – and then all of a sudden, oh, well, here we go. Alex Lyon, you're the starter because Neuvert played one period and got hurt. And now Alex Lyon's our number one goalie in the NHL. Like, oh, my God. Two of Sparks, McElhenney, and Picard will need to clear waivers from Toronto. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Any one of them, really, I guess.
Hack is going after this year regardless. If he still has, I mean, if they're challenging for a division title, if they win a playoff series, you know, if they're a 100-point team, I don't see how you fire a coach, especially one who still has, you know, a year or two left on his contract. Um, depending on what you hear, it was a five- or six-year deal. Um, I just don't believe the coach matters that much. The players on the ice have to get it done. There will be at least a handful of fridge NHL goalies on waivers before the season begins. They could claim one, but I don't think that solves any problems. It solves the immediate, we need somebody to freaking play, and we know that if we put Brian Elliott in for a month straight, what's going to happen? Because they did that last December and started him every game that month, and then all of a sudden his season was over. Um, yeah. I'd like to see Twaransky get some more looks. I just don't think it's his time yet. Haig hits guys, and that's it. Brenda Moore likes Morozik. Hey, Morozik has talent. The fact that he has no idea where he is in his net and is able to be an NHL goalie is incredible. If you somehow coached him up, maybe he could figure it out. But his time in Philadelphia, he was, he was an embarrassment. Is goalie their biggest weakness? Right now it is, just because it's so uncertain. You don't know what Elliott's going to give you. You don't know when Neuvert's going to be back. You don't really have any idea what Alex Lyon even is. And, I mean, Stolarz is a huge question mark, and your best goalie is 20 years old, and the team seems set on making him a, making him a, a project player in the AHL. Could Haxtell's blind spot be a case of his college hockey style of coaching, meaning seniors versus freshmen? He really doesn't hold back young players like we say he does. I, I, I realize there are some instances where he has, but, I mean, this was one of the youngest teams in hockey last year. They're getting younger. He's stuck with a guy like Nolan Patrick, who absolutely freaking stunk all last year. I mean, Sanheim and Haig made the team out of camp. Haig played 70 games. Sanheim played for the first two months of the year before he fell out of favor. Um, and then came back and played. Uh, I, Ghost and Provorov are his number one pair now, and Provorov was playing 20 minutes a game as a, a, as a rookie. Uh, Hack's blind spot is his dependence on roles more than anything. That we saw like a guy like Haig, who you can plug into a role, he depended on for three quarters of the season last year. Um, I, I just think it's a, okay, our, our third and fourth line, especially our fourth line, our second, third D pair need to be this. Like I think... It's more of a like a Chip Kelly culture over scheme kind of thing. That kind of thinking, the stubbornness of our fourth line center has to be a checker and he has to do this. Like, no, man, Jordan Wheel against other fourth lines with skate circles around him, just do that. Like a Wheel Lawton Raffle fourth line would be really, really good uh, up against other bottom sixes. Uh, you know, they, they, they'd be effective. But no, we need the we need the checking type. We need the guy, the you know, born penalty killers and stuff like that. And I think that's more his blind spot than the youth thing. I, I think Hextall really, it's it's more on Hextall the youth stuff than anything. Because if Hextall told the coach, you know, I, I want this guy to play, he would. Um, I, I think it's more a question of call ups and stuff like that than the coach utilizing the players. And again, the Travis Sanheim situation uh, in like December last year, I called it a travesty. Um, but overall, I think it's more the rigidity of roles and not wanting all four lines to be skilled, things like that. Like wanting a, wanting a Brandon Manning over a Travis Sanheim is more just I want the guy who hits and fights more than, you know, the, a puck mover who could help us break the puck out. You know, it's, I think it has more to do with that than age, uh, as far as the coach goes, at least.
Hexy has to come to grips with the fact that Elliott has done bad hips on a mid-30 year old goalie don't get better. Yeah, that's it's a real issue. Um, it really depends on how bad that uh, how bad that abdominal injury was when we were um, when we were with BSH Radio researching uh, sports hernias and things of the like. Uh, with as far as Nolan Patrick goes, uh, the doctor who works and he's like the number one abdominal injury, core muscle injury doctor in the in in the country. And he works like right his his office is like right in the Navy Yard in Philly. Like he's the man. He's the one who got Nolan Patrick right. He did uh, you know ghosts and Giroux surgeries, all that stuff. And he said it's not. And while Patrick had the one and then the other, and they were never diagnosed or fixed properly, it didn't get down into his groin and it didn't get down into his hips. And that's when it's real serious. When it gets down into that area, the abdominal injuries get bad. And it looks like that's what happened with Elliot. And then he tried to play too soon, it looked like, last year. So if he isn't able to get to some semblance of what he was at his height in, like, you know, no- November, December last year, Elliot's – this team could be in trouble in that. I have a feeling that Lyon would have been the number two goalie if he didn't get hurt. I mean, if he stays healthy and Neuvert doesn't, Alex Lyon's your backup to start the year at least. Did Myers get benched after his giveaway that led to the goal? I don't know. Let's check the uh... – let's see. I don't, they don't always keep the best stats in the preseason. But let's see if there's anything to that. See if they actually have the uh, game sheets and stuff up on the website. They just might. TOI Flyers. Wow. Tell me this actually got put together. Leave me alone. I don't want to translate it. Where are you at? It looks like he missed a good chunk of time here in the third. When was that goal scored? Is that the Stempniak goal, I think? Yeah, unassisted. So that was at was two minutes into the third. Maybe I'll let him translate um, It looks like he had pretty regular shifts, I guess. I, I I don't really think they bench guys in the preseason. Like you need guys to go out and kind of Who else is worried Weiss is making a case to stay? I mean, he might be here as an extra, but the coach has really not liked what he's seen out of Dale Weiss in two seasons. The guy doesn't play a ton. Um so even if he plays opening night, I don't think he's long for the NHL lineup. Are you concerned that Myers is looking to have hit a wall in this camp? I don't think he's hit a wall. I think he's just kind of a high-risk, high-reward player. I think he's a guy who makes some big mistakes and also makes some, uh, makes some high-end plays, and he just really needs to stack up the high-end plays for them to outweigh some of the mistakes he makes. He's, he's been inconsistent. Um, that said, the potential clearly there because, man, he just makes little puck handling moves. He takes a couple of strides, and you just go, damn, this guy can play. This guy can skate. This guy could be a force. But the little stupid stuff has reared its head in every game I've seen him play at different points. Um, so it's just a matter of, getting that cleaned up or making so many good plays that you can live with a couple of mistakes.
the Flyers were in a tough spot with those two signed for this year. Who would you have liked to see them go after? I, I, well, it's, it was just always a matter of finding your guy. Um, but there's some goalies with a year left on the uh, on their contracts that maybe make sense. Um, I would I really thought it would have made sense to try to target Corey Crawford, but with that concussion history, you don't even know what his deal is going to be. Um, so that was tough. Uh, like, what would it take to pry uh, Bobrovsky away for a year just as a rental? Eh. I mean, I want a guy who's going to win them games. Uh, another guy who's just basically the same as Brian Elliott doesn't really do it for me. Um, and there's only so many of those players out there, uh, so many of those goalies available. I, I, it wasn't a matter of, man, I, I just think they're in a tough spot because they have these two signed and it's what they were going to do because they have this plan for Carter Hart and they have this plan for the organization moving forward. Bill, with their system stacked with young talent, will Hexy uh, be more willing than usual to make a major trade? I do think so. I think Hextall has made it a point to say up until this, you know, this season, um, we have our primary focus has been rebuilding the farm system, collecting assets, doing everything we can to dig ourselves out of the hole that Paul Holmgren put them in, basically, that all the bad contracts and the, so many trades and just chasing the dragon for so long on a team that really wasn't good enough. Uh, his Hextall's primary focus has been to end that cycle and to restock the farm, well, not even restocks, they've never been stocked, stock the farm system and uh, have these draft picks, have all these assets, have this cap space. Now they have it. And by going out and signing JVR, um, by going into the season with a guy like Wayne Simmons on the last year of his deal, uh, and not trading him, not extending him, just kind of saying, yeah, we're going to ride this out because you're valuable to us. And even if you walk as a free agent, uh, we think what you're, what you're going to bring us in what could be a, a you know, two or three series playoff run um, is more valuable than whatever we get in return, considering what we have stocked up. So I do believe that all adds up to the idea of if there's something out there for them, um, at the trade deadline, or even before, if they just absolutely need something, he'll he'll go out and uh, and address that. Best thing for Hart is they overuse Elliott and he gets hurt again. I hate to put it that way because, like, I just want if Brian Elliott is just good and wins them a bunch of games, like we thought he might be capable of doing halfway through last year. Um, awesome, cool. They get to have. You know, Carter Hart do his, his, you know, apprenticeship in the AHL and then come up in the NHL next year and, and start his ascension into a Philadelphia legend status. But um, it might get to the point where they have no other option and just have to go with Carter Hart. Can we appreciate how well Ghost is shooting in the preseason? Nick, that is actually something I meant to bring up uh, at the beginning of the show. Uh, it looks as if, and maybe the, a couple of games or whatever, but it looks as if maybe Gostas Bear um, worked on his accuracy a little this, uh, this offseason. His, his slap shots have been freaking hot. He's got the three goals. He put one off the goalie and off the post tonight. Uh, and he's also had a couple of plays where he just kind of risks it to the net and lets his forwards do the work down low. And I can't, I mean, it's, it's, it's a friendly competition, but he can't like seeing Provorov scoring more goals than him, you know? Uh, and that big slap shot is huge, but if you miss the net as often as he does, sometimes it's ineffective. Um, yeah, I would, I would definitely like to draw some attention to the fact that I think Gossip Bears worked on his shooting and he could be up for a huge season. Gritty is a better skater than Yuri Laterra. Maybe not the balance, but I bet straight line speed they'd be neck and neck.
All right, we're reconnected. Cool. Bill is a fellow Gloucester County guy. Do you have a favorite area flyers watering hole? Man, I really wish a bar out there was sponsoring us that I could plug a sponsor right now to all you uh, all you bars out there who uh, might be listening. Bar owners, bartenders, bar managers, sponsor BSH Radio. I mean, I just come in here and hang out, and we get like thousands of views on Facebook, get all these listens on the on the uh, you know podcast feed, whatever the hell where it is yeah, feed. Uh, so maybe you should sponsor us. I don't know, but. Um, I've liked the Village Pub lately over in Township. Uh, they have great wings, good beer selection. They're pretty good for games. I think uh, I think Shawnee's actually – I don't know if he's there this season, but he has been in the past uh, doing, like, you know, in-game hosting stuff. And um, Dominic's Tap Room or Dominic's Tavern over in Belmar, best freaking wings anywhere. Fat Daddy Sauce. Oh, yeah. So Dominic's and uh, – I don't even remember what I said about the other one. <laughs> is that it? Have we got any more comments? I'm trying to scroll here. All right, guys. I think that is all the time we have for you on the uh, Broad Street Hockey post-game show. Let's try scrolling one more time. Nothing. I don't see anything. All right. So, yeah, that is all the time we have. Thanks a lot for hanging out. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for watching live, whatever it is. We're going to be coming to you after every single Flyers game this year with a post-game show, uh, much like we did last season. We're just hoping to keep it rolling. I'm going to get my set together so there's actually something going on in this uh, weird little area. So uh, have a great week, everybody. Oh, and it's my birthday tomorrow. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. <laughs>